You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Well, it's uh, 28 uh, minutes to 9 o'clock. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. <clears throat> International Overseas Listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. And one listener says, Ustad, that what is the latest in India? And what advice can we give to people, Ustad? Remember that Almighty Allah has taught us in the Noble Quran more than 1400 years ago, chapter 5, verse 82, the last verse of the six Jews, the six supara. لَتَجِدَنَّ أَشَدَّ النَّاسِ عَدَاوَةً لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الْيَهُودُ وَالَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا For you Muslims, the true Muslims, your worst worst and your arch enemy will be the Jews and the Mushrikeen, idol worshippers, the Hindus, the Buddhists. And we don't say every Jew or every Hindu or every Buddhist, but we definitely will say majority of them. You just have to look at apartheid Israel and you look at India, how they're treating the Muslims. Look at, you must remember, me, Namah, that old Burma and they are Buddhists there. Look at China, what they are doing with the Muslims. They are also Buddhists and so forth. So all this goes on in different, different parts of the world. You must remember that. See today, if you are on Telegram or on the groups, I sent out a message from a Hindu brother and he was so critical, you must remember, of Modi. Modi turned 73. But now, this yesterday in the weekend, they murdered and martyred a Muslim brother who was an engineer. And right there, because they want to demolish a masjid and a mosque. So imagine that that is their policy now to target our masajid and they will target our madrasas, our religious schools and so forth and so on. So they want to frustrate the Muslims. Why? This is the policy the apartheid Israel taught them. Israel taught them these Arabs are good for nothing. The Muslim leaders are good for nothing. They will just condemn you and then the story is finished and you continue with the ethnic cleansing and the genocide. See, we are doing it for 75 years. The Haramis, the terrorists of Israel taught them. And with Modiji coming into power, the BJP, so remember now this is what they are doing, activating this policy policy, the Hindufta policy, and that is what you see there, where Muslims are treated as third, fourth class citizens, and so forth. So therefore, we say it loudly, that remember that they can have their new parliament, they can have everything, but as far as we are concerned, and people of justice and conscience are in in concern, Modi is the butcher of Gujarat, and he was even by Google, and voted or said to be the worst biggest criminal in the entire world. Go see in the beginning of August. That is what Google mentioned. First person, Narendra Modi. So we can see these policies are their own goal. They might think they're going to get away with it, but I'm telling you now in India, I'm telling you now in Israel, very soon inshallah, inshallah that remember the whole of India will come back to Muslims, the whole of Israel will come back to Muslims. Inshallah Allah in our lifetime. So that is what we pray for and that are our aspirations and our hopes. Ustad, any dua to become a good Hafiz al-Quran, Ustad? Remember that Thursday night, like tonight is the night of Tuesday Islamically, so Laylatul Jumu'ah, the night of Friday, so what we call Thursday night in English. So you must go and read for the Qad Salat if you know these surahs, after Maghrib, after Isha, anytime. If you don't know it, look inside the Noble Quran, Surah Yasin, 
Then Surah Dukhan, chapter 44, in the 25th Jews, 25th Supara, and thereafter Surah Alif Lamim Sazda in the 21st Jews, and then Surah Mulk, Surah Tabarakaladi, read it, read to the Qad Salatul Hajjat, and do it three weeks, five weeks, seven weeks. Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught in Ali radiallahu anhu that you must do so Salatan or Khamsan or Saban, the Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, Allah will bless you with a powerful retentive memory inshallah Aziz. so don't only make dua read ya qawiyu ya qawiyu and stay away from sins and the tv and the mobile phones and all the movies and sports and all that shaitaniyat and then dedicate your life to quran sharif then see how allah ta'ala will use you my young son my young brother i've got a non-muslim lesson Ustad. uh she says my name is lori uh, can a non-muslim go into a mosque during prayers if so how should they behave my name is lori ustad lori thank you for your question while the break was on mona arafat was telling me that in the morning program how many non-muslims are sending messages so i said i told him that you know that that move with allah's help was a great move where we open it up for you non-muslims and you must ask whatever you want to there's no censorship so we start nowadays you must remember about five to five five o'clock and then we give you time from five fifteen five ten to 5.30. You can ask any question you want to. So now, very good. We appreciate it, my sister. You see, my sister, our advice to you first will be you must read Islamic literature. And if you want Islamic literature, you are in Durban, you go to the IPCI, you go to the Jamiat or the Jamiat Ulama Kwazulu Natal, they in Alpine Road, or you go to some of the Muslim organizations and they will give it to you free of charge. Nobody will charge you anything. Thereafter, you should meet. You are a sister, so meet with Muslim sisters and ask them, what does it mean to be a Muslim and so forth? So they will teach you regarding the women's issues, regarding menses and your nifas, your postnatal and personal hygiene and cleanliness and so forth and what is compulsory and what we must abstain from wine, dine and swine and all those type of things. And then if you want to see how Muslims pray and so forth, so they will demonstrate to you in their houses. There's no need for you to go to the mosque and so forth because sometimes you might be in menses. Sometimes the woman might not be dressed appropriately. They want to come with a miniskirt and, you know, all these things. So that is desecrating the sanctity of the mosque and so forth. So just meet some Muslim ladies and you can tell me which area you are. So everywhere we got family members. So whether you are in central Durban, whether you're in the south coast, north goes wherever you are we have our family members our friends and so forth and then you interact with them and you see how they pray i'll tell you something of our prayer my sister lori allah just put in my head now i'm speaking about the mandatory prayer the compulsory prayer you see we're going to pray tomorrow morning 5 30 yeah where we are johannesburg area so day in durban it might be five o'clock 5 15 a little bit earlier so now my sister, two rakats, two units we pray. Why we pray two? I'm speaking of what is compulsory. You see, I'm sitting here in the studio and there is a desk in front of me. So I'm putting my hand on the desk. I can tell you whether it's hot or whether it's cold. So we thank all Allah for the sense of touching. 
Then when it is 12.30, 12.45, 1 o'clock, we pray again. Four units, four accords. We thank Almighty Allah for the sense of hearing. So now we can hear the call of prayer. Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. You hear sounds, all four directions. So we thank Almighty Allah for that. Then again, 4 o'clock, 4.30, 5 o'clock, 5.15, we pray again. So again four units. Why? We thank Almighty Allah for the sense of smell. My wife cook, your cook, somebody cook, and the aroma of the food. Wonderful aroma. We never even reached the kitchen in the house, but the aroma is coming. Somebody applied that fragrance on his clothing, and now that fragrance is coming our direction. So all four directions. So we thank Almighty Allah for the sense of smelling. When the sun sets, then we read three units. Why? Three records. For the sense of seeing and sight. We can see in front, we can see right and left, we can't see at the back. For the sense of vision and sight, we thank Almighty Allah. He blessed us with all this. No doctor, no scientist, no professor. And then 8, 9 o'clock, half past 8, depending on the season, then we read, you must remember, our night prayer. And that is four units. Why? The sense of taste. All the solids and liquids. Either it is sweet, either it is sour, either it is bitter, either it is salty. My sister Lori, be honest and remove the jaundice eyes. Show me anywhere in the world anybody can bring a better prayer. We stand, we're resembling the tree. We bend down, we're resembling the plant. Some of them are bending down. Then we go into Sajda, we're prostrating. So you see the animals and so forth, they're crawling and they're moving on this earth. And then we sit. So we are the masterpiece of Almighty Allah's creation. And Almighty Allah gave us the best prayer. And we only pray to Almighty Allah, not to Jesus, not to idols, not to creation. So that is why, my sister Lori, Islam is the best and we want to share it with the rest. What do you say, my sister Lori? <laughs> subhanallah, subhanallah. Is it possible to read Tahiyatul Masjid once Maghrib Adhan has started to start? Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Swallu qabla al-Maghribi rakatayn. Swallu qabla al-Maghribi rakatayn. Swallu qabla al-Maghribi rakatayn. Insha'Allah. Aliman sha'Allah. So words like that come in Bukhari Sharif, you must remember that. Therefore, the Shafi'is humbly say, after the Maghrib Adhan, you should give three, four, five minutes and then start the prayer so people can read the two rakats. It's a sunnah. But the Hanafis and him use the other ahadith. La tazalu ummati bikhayrin ma'ajjalul maghrib. That the ummah should make haste for Maghrib Salah to remain on goodness and so forth. So therefore, they say after the Adhan, and you must leave one minute, 30 seconds, people can read the dua, and then you start the Maghrib Salat. But nowadays, like South Africa, I went to Fortsburg right Friday, and you see the crowd there, Ethiopians mm. and Somalians, and Mulan Arafat, you were there, mashallah. Mm. So you see people from Pakistan and India and Bangladesh and Egypt and Morocco. So if you're an imam in such a place, then you should give the brothers their three, four minutes, remember that, that they can read their two rakats. Sometime our Hanafi ulama are so sharpshooters that the imwazin might just say, La ilaha illallah, and already they started allowing, they started the iqamat. It's wrong that. <laughs> You must give us a chance, at least we want to read the du'as after Adhan. 
that we want to read Salawat Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said what is Sunnah after the Adhan is finished not before the Adhan after the Adhan is finished Thumma Swallu Aliyah mm. then read Durood Sharif and Salawat upon me authentic Hadith in Muslim Sharif then read Shahadatain Ashadu Allah Ilaha Illallah Wa Ashadu Anna Muhammadan Abdu Rasulu read Radhiitu Billahi Rabba Wa Bil Islami Dina Wa Bi Muhammadin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Rasul Read Allama Rabbahadi Dawati Tama, Wasaladil Kaima, Adi Muhammadan il Wasila, Walfadila, Wabasu Makama Mahmudan il Ladiwata. So give people the reader. 90% of the masjids I go to, the Imams and the Muazin, they just start. You can't even read all this. It's wrong that you must remember. Just wait 30 seconds, wait one minute and so forth. People can settle down and then you start and so forth. You don't have to be so much in a hurry that the sunnah dwas also you don't give us chance to read. That is wrong. So you, imam must use his brains. You must common sense today. No more common. So where you have, if you've got only Hanafis, it's different. But if you've got Shafi'is, you've got Maliki's, you've got Hanbali's, you've got the right people across the spectrum, then it's very good for the imam to wait three, four, five minutes who wants to read the two rakah salat, read it, remember that there's no problem with that. Listen to this one Ustad, I don't know if Mufti AK heard of two sisters they went for Umrah without a mahram and one of them got very ill and out of emergency they had to contact the husband to come to Saudi and fetch her now the agent says we should not talk about this because her Umrah is maqbul, anonymous sister, please comment Ustad you see, <laughs> I didn't know about it. Story number one. So that story finished. That's history. Now let's carry on with the geography. When I tell you, you must listen. <laughs> I told those white people, don't go to America, Barbara and Craig. They told me I must fly a kite. I <laughs> flew my kite. But after seven months, they came back and looking for my kite. You understood? <laughs> so go ask them the day in Durban. When I told the Muslims, don't go to America, you have a big problem. They're still stuck there, I think. So you must remember, my sister, I told you, it's absolutely haram for you to go alone, irrespective of your age. You can be 18 years old or 80 years old. You cannot go alone, according to all four schools for Umrah. As far as the agents go, what the agents have to worry? They are aiming just to make money. So they will tell you everything. So you must understand which agent is not there to make money. You must remember, every agent, his job is that He will just want to sell tickets. He just want to give you holiday, the, the, the hotel packages, and include the transport, and include this, and so forth. That's their aim. They're not Yu'minun Abil Ghaib, who's going to tell you about the unseen. They're going to tell you, Yu'minun Abil Jaib, how much money they can make, and so forth. <laughs> now see the repercussions. I told you, pay attention to Surah 22, verse 25. Wa may you read, fihi bi ilhadim bi zulmin nuziqu min adabin alim. When you make intention, just intention, Allah says, bi zulmin of oppression, bi ilhadim bi zulmin of deviation and oppression. Then Nuzeku, we're going to punish you a painful, painful punishment. Now you had to go doctor, maybe land up in hospital. Your husband had to go emergency and that all double karcha and all double expenses and so forth. So that's a punishment. There's no makbul business. So it's a punishment for all parties. So the husband, why did you allow your wife to go without the, without you or without the mahram? For you, it's a punishment. Both sisters, why you all went without mahram? 
for the agent just leave the agent story I spoke enough of that they just there to make money out of this whole thing and you may have a Saudi government a kafir government you can quote me wherever you want to in the world the current Saudi government are not Muslims their aim is 30 million 35 million people must perform Umrah in one year so excluding the Hajj so they just making it into a money spinner you must you can't go for Umrah and Hajj anywhere else so they want 5 million 4 million 3 million people must come for Hajj 30 35 million people must go for Umrah and it becomes a money spinner multi-billion multi-trillion dollar industry it is that's all they're interested in since when they interested in your ibadat and so forth so today people are walking with techies and shoes and what and what while making tawaf and safa marwan everything is permissible suddenly human everywhere and so forth so leave them out you will be questioned so make sincere toba, cry to Allah and forget all these agents these agents don't know nothing about sharia they know how to collect dollars and money that is what they do they don't come teach us about sharia please so you must remember this that that umrah of yours is a sinful umrah Allah. and Allah is punishing you وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى دُونَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَكْبَرِ we will punish people with the smaller punishment not the big one so that they come back to the deen of Islam don't play with Allah's laws don't play with the laws of Mustafa Rasulullah Quran says Surah 24 Surah Nur verse number 63 when you go deliberately against the teaching of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Quran beware when you're going to oppose the command of Nabi Salam. such a calamity disaster will befall you oh you see bahum adabun alim or a painful punishment will occur and come to you make sincere toba cry to Allah Allah is all forgiving yes Allah I'm wrong yes Allah I made a mistake mm. ya Allah forgive me ya Allah and your husband also Allah. and that agent tell him we'll never book with you again <laughs> dhullu adhullu you're astray and you led us astray a suggestion Ustad those ladies who purchase Muslim women's magazine after reading they should leave it in the doctor's rooms waiting rooms obviously with permission use it as a form of da'wah to others inshallah Ustad excellent excellent suggestion today my sister my editor of the Muslim woman so therefore I told you one is the Q&A and one is the travel article one of the places put by email address you know so today a non-Muslim lady contacted me today mm-hmm. and she said that she read that and that and then she embraced Islam. It's a long story. And then she said she read it in a Muslim woman. So yes, the Muslim woman is just 25 rand and wonderful, wonderful articles there. And Allah Ta'ala reward our sisters who are doing it and so forth. I think it's in existence 20, 25 years or so. So mashallah, what Allah says, Hada min fadli rabbi, hada rahmatu mi rabbi. We have one page there remember for Q&A and we try and make it interesting that will help the ladies and the men and children and then we have our three four pages there for the travel the article places we went and so forth what happened there what Muslim activities are taking place there and so forth and so on so excellent brilliant suggestion when you finish then leave it by the doctor's room leave it somewhere where the public can benefit and so forth excellent you must remember and therefore I tell 
my sisters, that in the articles don't put any Arabic verses and so forth. So even if non-Muslims read it and others read it, then they won't require hudu and a lot of other issues that people just throw it away and here and there. So mashallah, well done, good suggestion. Now, we concur with you on that suggestion and that uh, so input, mashallah, well done, brother, sister, excellent rai and excellent opinion and suggestion. Muftisab, you are right. The Molala have no common sense. They rob us. No time to make dua between the Juma khutbah. Please comment to start. <laughs> <laughs> only, only the Molana know they have common sense. And everybody else got common sense, my brother. Now you also went to another extreme. You see, that's wrong, my brother. Now you made it such that every Molana got no common sense. You know, that's wrong. So you must say majority of people don't have common sense because common sense is no more common. It's true what you are saying that sometimes you must remember occasions of dua. We just want to make quick, 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 quick. You must remember that. So when the imam, he sits, that between the two khutbah, al-julus bain al-khutbatayn, the Arabic khutbah, the Arabic sermon. So give people some time. Remember the shafis and them, they make dua, they can raise their hand, all that if they want and so forth. Hanafis, you don't raise your hand, you don't say amin loudly and so forth, you say in your mind, but you can make dua and so forth, you must remember. So that's true also. Sometimes we just sit and up we are. That's all. You should sit, aram, say, make nice dua in your mind and so forth. And then myself, the main dua I make on that member is what? I make, Ya Allah, Allah, Ya Allah, let my feet remain firm and let my tongue move nicely and properly. I mustn't get stuck somewhere. Because there's members nowadays that are such. I wear size 12, 13 shoes and the member is made for size 6 and I size 7. If I don't hold that stick and, and that asa, I'll fall down, you must remember. Can't you make a decent member for me? So I size 13 shoes and so forth. So remember, not only for me, what about all the others also? And so make whatever dua you want. You must remember that is in the Quran Sharif, in the Sunnah Mubarakah and so forth. For the Ummah that are suffering, 100%. Very good suggestion. Somebody said to Sad, I would like to thank Mufti Sab. One day I asked Mufti Sab one question and you told me something to read. Alhamdulillah, I was promoted promoted at work with Sad. What's my commission, my brother? <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? You will say, AK also became a scholar for dollar. So we don't know who you are. We just answer. I don't even look at the names. When I start with my phone, I just have to move, 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 because the questions just roll in. So you must remember, Allah reward you, my brother. Read Asma'ullah al-Husna. And then remember, Ya Fattahu, Ya Fattah, Ya Wahhabu, Ya Wahhab. Allah Jalla Wala it's not we brothers we non-entities we are sinners we are transgressors it's Allah's kalam story time there was a doctor the doctor's name was Ibn Sina but this white yeast they want to steal everything and they give it an Anglican name they give it an English name so you'll think it's some white guy there in Birmingham or in Surrey or Manchester or somewhere so they called him Avicenna, and the book he wrote was Qanun, and they called it Canon. You see how they fooled and bamboozled the public and so forth. So Avicenna, Ibn Sina went and they now to the person who's ill and sick. They found the Mawlana. He found the Imam Sab. So he was not comfortable, and you could make it out in his body language and so. What you doing here, Imam, Sheikh Mawlana? 
Molana was a sharpshooter. He said, Ibn Sina, Evasena, you're such a great physician. You wrote the book called Kanun. And he praised him lavishly. And Ibn Sina started flying <laughs> and figuratively. And ear to ear, he's smiling. And then he told him after one minute, but your brother is very stingy. He's a miser. He's a makichus and a kanjus and so forth. He wiped the smile off his face. He said, Ibn Sina, I praised you for one minute, half a minute, you were flying. One, two sentences, I criticized your brother and see, you no more smiling. Mm. That is Kalamul Bashar, the impact of human being speech. What do you think is the impact of Kalamullahi Ta'ala? I was reading Surah Fatiha. Habibuna Rahmatulil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Bukhari Sharif's Hadith. Read Surah Fatiha seven times and blow on the people who are ill and sick. So what will be the impact of Kalamullah? <laughs> we must have the yaqeen, conviction and faith and then things will happen in life remember. <laughs> Listen to this one Ustad, before we go for our uh, ad break. It's, it's just my suggestion. If only Mufti Sahib had four wives, then you would have had a lot of children and they all would have been like you Mufti Sahib. Imagine having so many of your children and they all become like you Mufti AK. Ustad, another sister. What do you want to propose to me? <laughs> So, Mali for the Mahar, my sister. I have to give Mahar to four wives. I'll be finished at this type of thing. So, you must remember the sisters are getting hot nowadays, you see. Is so, now four wives. But I got thousand children, so you must remember that. When I travel or people meet me, they ask wife, I say, Alhamdulillah. I say, children, I say, Alhamdulillah, thousand and more. Say thousand children. I say, yeah, all my students, all my ruhani children, Allah. all my spiritual children. So inshallah, some of them they make dua, some don't make dua, some forget us, but we always make dua for everybody. So we don't need four wives. Story time quickly before we go for Adhan. You see, uh, my last overseas trip was to Mozambique. <laughs> so there, there were a lot of Mammon guys there. So I told them to see the how people who invited me did Mota Sabur. So he passed away. <laughs> he had four wives, he had 25 children and 104 grandchildren. Sure, and he knew everybody's name and he passed away on a Friday. So I told them, Hadisab did this, but you don't try all these things here. I say, when you got one wife, then you will be in Qiyam, you'll be standing. <laughs> And if you got two wives, then you'll go into Ruku, Vakover even. You see, you'll start going hunchback, you see. And then when you go third wife, then you'll go into Sizda. Then you'll be half flat already. And when you got four wives, then you'll make a salam. You'll be tired and retired, expired, finish and blah. So it's not easy, all these things, you must mm. remember. Quran spoke of it. You have two wives, three wives, four wives. Masna wa sulasa wa rubah. Fa in khiftum Allah ta'adilu. If you fear you can't do justice, fawahida. So our one wife, our old wife is gold wife. Our poppies, our darlings, our sweethearts, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. So inshallah, Allah will give you good husband, my sister. So and we got thousand, thousand students in different parts of the world. Allah ta'ala accept them and accept us all. So that is what we want in life. Now it's downhill. Now we're preparing for akhirat now. I see Buddha say, he says, Muftisab is somewhere getting proposals on A. Come to Cape Town, Ustad. Kapstad. Kapstad is dangerous. You must remember that for every one male, there's eight female. And Swaziland is more dangerous. So for every one male, there's 14 female or 12 female. You know that. So you must remember that. Therefore, you must read, always read two du'as, then we go for the break. Read with me this du'a. 
Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min fitnatin nisa. O Almighty Allah Jalla Wala, I seek your protection from the fitna and the trials of the ladies. You know they will go put the lipstick and put the dipstick and put the makeup and so and so. Even the granny will look so smart and attractive and so forth. And then when they speak, you must say, even the old man will be looking, you see. And then, Allahumma hassin farji. Allahum for all male and female. Allahumma hassin farji. O Almighty Allah, protect my private part. You see these jutlas, these haramis, you ask the question. So five Israelis, these are haramis. They can never look after their own rifles. So they went there to Cyprus and they raped one woman there, five of them. So their trial will start now in Cyprus on the 5th of October. Pakka haramis they are. So even their president, Katzef, couldn't look after his rifle and then they put him away president of israel on rape charges sexually assaulted go read about it so you must know all these things there so always lead a pure and a chaste life don't get caught up with this thing quran said about shaitan in the shaitan ikana da'ifa the plotting planning of satan is weak and human in Nakeda Kunna Adhim, that their plotting planning is very big. Allah protect us all. Well, it's a moment of tonight. Uh, don't go away, my wonderful listeners. When we come back, of course, part two of the Q&A. Stay tuned.